Hello, this is Julie Bindle, and today we're talking about food. This is a bit of a departure from my usual podcast. I'm not talking about male violence. I'm not talking about anything horrible that happens to women or girls. But I am talking about health and about taste. And in this interview with London-based vegan chef Calvinda Callie Chagger, who, full disclosure, is a friend of mine, we hear about some seasoning. It's beyond salt and pepper. It's based on umami, which is something that you probably have heard of if you've even thought about eating Japanese food. And her new seasoning blend, Amazing. And I talk with Callie and Bobby, Bobby who lost her sense of taste and smell as a result of long COVID. But she's regained it thanks to this exotic ingredient. Here they are. Well, my name's Bobby Kofi. Um, I'm a retired lady. <laughs> and Callie, tell me about yourself. Hi, yes, so um, I've um, come up with a product and it's called Amazing. I've been studying the science behind um, umami and um, we've been doing quite a lot of research and looking on how we can reduce the salt intake in our food. And um, the studies that I did shows that with particularly umami, you can actually reduce your salt intake by 50%. So tell us what umami is, because most people won't know about it. So you have your five taste buds. So you've got your salt, sweet, bitter, sour. The fifth is the umami. And the way people describe it as, as is this, you can't really describe the taste, but it's like deliciousness. And if you think about most food that we see has elements of MSG, so that's the chemical compound that they use in a lot of food, which basically elevates the taste. So what I did and what I studied was looking at the MSG, but how I could make it plant-based, but also healthy for the fact that, you know, I cook vegan food, um, I do a lot of cooking, and it really helped. Um, and that's what I was studying. So MSG is monosodium glutamate. That's right. And people have objected to it over the years because we heard about it in Chinese food. But that's it, right. it's actually in much more than the sauce in some Cantonese food. I mean, not so much now. But let's backtrack a little bit. Tell me about you and your cooking and when you started to do this professionally. Um, so I used to work in the city as a business analyst for hedge funds and um, it got to a point where I became quite ill. I was working long hours, um, working hard, playing hard, um, but also I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety. And um, so over 25 years I was just on all this medication. It was only until I spoke to my counsellor and she actually thought that I might have, had AD, I might have ADHD so um, I spoke to a psychiatrist, we did a couple of tests, well, quite a lot of tests, and I was diagnosed with ADHD. Which is? Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. But what does it actually mean? Because we keep hearing these 
acronyms bandied around and actually they've lost some of its meat they've, they've lost true. their meaning haven't they it's basically i think differently that's all it is and my mind is just always busy overwhelmed and when you say we're distracted it's not that we are distracted it's just that sometimes we can just sit there and i could be thinking of zillions of things going racing through my head and at the time when I was going through depression, it was because I was on the wrong medication. And I felt that I didn't belong in, well, that I wasn't good enough or I would have these episodes. And I didn't understand what was wrong with me. And that caused severe anxiety. And so until I was diagnosed, did it click? I was like, oh, that's what it is. So now I'm on the right medication and I'm able to focus, I'm able to be interested in things that I really believe in. And I know a lot of my problem was to do with my diet. So now, by studying, which I did a lot of studying, that, for example, sugar is my nemesis. I cannot have sugar in my diet at all. But since I've been cooking um, and being interested in food, um, I notice a huge difference in my well-being and my mental health. And it's really difficult to describe but it can be so overwhelming that um, are my thoughts that it can be quite debilitating which then causes anxiety because you know I spent most of my life wearing a mask pretending that I was okay which I wasn't and I had all these you know dark thoughts going on in my head because I didn't feel like I'd fit in and it was only till I was diagnosed did I realize like oh that's what I've got. And that changed. So I got into plant-based cooking. Um, and then I started, during the lockdown, I started studying umami. Um, and that's when it came with the idea that wouldn't it be great if we could have a seasoning that elevates the food, but also it reduces the salt intake. Um, so that was mainly my study. And then I met a very good friend of mine who's my business partner, Dr. Me. And she peer-reviewed all my research papers I did on the umami, the actual science behind it. So our product actually has the complete uh, breakdown of your amino acids in my pot. So um, that's how I started with my product. So here you are, having studied food and nutrition and obviously cooking delicious plant-based Indian cooking, Indian food that I've tried. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and then you meet Bobby, who I understand, Bobby, you'll tell us about this, but you lost your sense of taste and smell when you developed long COVID. Is that right? Yes, yes. I think that, strangely enough, it wasn't recognised then as the symptom. Um, but I wasn't ill. The only thing was I eat a lot of plantains. Okay, plantain, yes. Yeah. And um, I kept saying to my husband, these plantains, they haven't got the flavour they usually have. So describe the flavour of plantain, because I understand them as green bananas that you cook, as yes. opposed to the yellow bananas yes. that you eat. Is yes. that right? Well, I use, the, I let them ripen. I don't eat them when they're green. I let them ripen so that they develop sugars. sorry. <laughs> and um, I bake them you know, make a slit in the length and bake them, and that, that makes it caramelise a bit. So Sounds it, delicious. It is delicious. It is delicious. Sweet or savoury dishes, do you? 
Um, I, I just have it as a sweet dish. Too. So I'll eat peanuts and raisins with it. And right. Things like that. Okay. But just to make it a bit more balanced, mm-hmm. the, the peanuts. Um, I, I lived in Ghana for a while, and that, I often had that for lunch off the street in Ghana. Whereas now you can buy them from Stride Green Road, <laughs> presumably. You'd have to go all the way to Ghana. But um, sh- shortly after that, David got poorly, um, and eventually he took to his bed. It was a couple of days, and he died. And um, I thought it was his heart. We had to wait a long time it, because it was an unexplained death, as far as they were concerned. I had to; it, it had to go to the, um, you know, the, the coroner, the coroner to, to decide, and it went for autopsy and things. And so, um, it was about three months after he died before we got a death certificate, and that said COVID. Oh dear! And by then, I was beginning to have. You know, I, but I, when you get grief, you don't know. Well, I, I haven't suffered grief like that before, so I didn't know how it was going to manifest itself. And so I took a lot of what was happening as that, and then I put, somebody got a thing, tested me, and I was positive for COVID. And so, um, and then it went on to long COVID, yes. I mean, some of which is still with me, like the. the smell and taste. And of course we know that, that grief has a terrible effect on physical health as well mm. as your mental well-being. Yes, yes. So the whole, the whole kind of perfect storm must have been yes. just terrible for you in terms of the way that you felt in yes, general. Yes. Were you eating at all? Were you able to? I didn't eat for a long time. Um, I, I lost two and a half stone and um, my children was very good. My daughter, who lives on the, this road, she... she <laughs> it's a friend of mine. <laughs> That's how I met Kelly. It's a small home. world. It is. <laughs> and um, she comes down with feels little bowls of food for me. But, I mean, through that period, you know, sort of every, every other day at least, she would come and feed me and I'd eat what I could of it. And then and the dog got lucky after <laughs> And... Um, but no, I it, I it, I have only started enjoying cooking since I started um, working with or you know receiving Callie's advice or suggestions and things like that. Well, tell me what happened because you obviously your your daughter and Callie are friends, so mm. that's how you met. Mm. Callie has explained that she has been looking at all kinds of ways in which to improve flavour, but in a healthy way. You couldn't taste anything. Mm. Do you remember what the first thing was that Callie cooked for? You did, did you say, I mean, I know you, Callie, so you probably would have said in your very lovely interfering way, I know what I can do for your mum, you would have said to the daughter. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I, I'll cook her one of my dishes, you would have said. And so what then happened? Um, so for me, when I started um, producing this product of mine, I wanted, we both, I understood the science behind it. And then I went a bit further with my research and I thought, could it work with like COVID patients that, you know, lost their sense of taste and smell? And so I started doing some research and interestingly, I found an article in the Washington Post. And it's about this um, lovely guy based out in Sunderland and um, his both parents had died from cancer. And he talked about, you know, the chemotherapy and how it changed their taste buds. Oh, yes. So everything they ate 
it tasted like metallic. Which I've heard before from yeah. cancer patients. Exactly. So um, he actually worked on a recipe book. Um, so I went further and looked at this recipe book and I thought, oh. And each of his recipes had three to four of my ingredients in my umami seasoning. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. Now, Dare we ask about the ingredients or <laughs> will you have to shoot me if you tell no, me? No, I won't shoot you, but I'll talk about the ingredients. But there was so much research out there. So then I thought, oh, could this be translated with COVID patients that have lost their sense of taste and smell? And sure enough, there was so much research. Mm-hmm. And there was a charity called Absent. Yes. And um, they basically did the research on long COVID. And there was like, I don't know, it was about 50, 60 pages of research. And they talked about this particular group on Facebook. It was like over 35,000 members that still suffer from long COVID. And just on Facebook this is. This is on Facebook. So I'm not, and the, I'm not, I am not a member. Of, yeah. I, have, I haven't found, I haven't come across yeah. it. Yeah, so then I thought, hold on, could this work? So then I spoke to Marty and I said, look, um, she, did talk, she did tell me about her mum. And Marty she, is your daughter. That's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> She's lovely. Um, so I said, do you mind if I use your mum as a guinea pig? <laughs> and also I had this recipe book. So I looked at the recipe, I thought, okay, so I met Bobby and she was just amazing and she was willing to be my guinea pig. Oh, I was longing for it to be a guinea pig. <laughs> I mean, why so not? We, <laughs> so we started off with something really simple, like popcorn. Yes, you know, yes, we did, yes. didn't we? Yeah. And then, um, so I used my umami seasoning yeah. and I mixed it up with some olive oil, I believe, yeah. and just poured it over. And then we asked Bobby if she could taste anything. And I remember when we, we first... We tried them. We tried, didn't we? You said you yes. can taste salt. Yeah. Salty food, sweets. And yeah. what was the third one as well? I can't remember. But interestingly, even on it, the... Yeah. It was the texture, really, wasn't it? That, that was, was right. Charm, charming me with it. Exactly. And I think you said you could taste the saltiness, but yes. that was it. Yes. So we thought, okay. So but it was... It, I mean, would perhaps the saltiness was attractive where the other one wasn't sorted. Yeah. But no, there was something... It, it's hard to describe. We don't have a vocabulary for it. <laughs> you know, how to uh, how it moves in your mouth or how it, it the crunch satisfies your teeth. And it, it's so complex. Yeah. Um, and and you, you, you could eat one thing and think, oh, I'm not much of that. Put your seasoning on and then... But you... It's really hard to say what is different. All you know is it's... Well, this is my experience, sorry. No, 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 I, please. It, all you know is it's it's more palatable. It, you're, you're, you're getting more pleasure from having that in your mouth. And you want to eat it. And you want to eat You it. want to eat more yes. of it than yes. you would... Yes, If it was just... Because speaking as someone who has had no sense of smell, very little sense of taste for most of the last 30 years... Because of I've mm. got sinus conditions that are inherited. Mm. And so I know what it feels like to rely on very strong flavours and yes. indicators of things. It's that sharp or it's sweet or it's salt. Yes. And you find that you want quite strong flavours, yes. don't you? Yes. And you miss all that floral or the kind of... The fragrances that you're used to that get you hungry or interested in eating more. So is that what happened? You basically would be eating as fuel and you would just think, yes. well, that was okay. Yes. But then with 
the umami seasoning with Cali seasoning. You're eating for the, the process. I mean, and I've slowed down on my eating. You see, I said to Cali, I think I told you, didn't yeah. I? I? I didn't know if I could eat in public anymore because, uh, because it was a task I had to do. Yes. You know, like my life depended on doing this occasionally. Yes. Um, you know, it would be, oh no, I'd be looking around thinking, oh, I want to get on with that. And I just shovel the food in. It was, I mean, I can't say I've stopped doing it, but I do <laughs> find myself doing it. Um, you know, to the degree that I'm, my esophagus itself, it's not, it's not getting through quickly. It, it can't keep up with me putting food in at this end. Right. To get it to my stomach, if you know what yes. I mean. And then I have to stop, and then I take a sip of water, and that's a bit of pain attached to it, pushing this. So, the the, the when I'm eating using your uh, uh, mommy, um, I I don't I take my ta- time eating. Yeah. And I even find myself thinking, oh, I think I have a bit of you know off the plate. If I have a bit of that with that bit, you know, do you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it becomes more satisfactory. Yeah. So perhaps in a way, it's not the umami that you're tasting. If I understand this mm. correctly, it's that it makes the taste of the food more attractive yes, and in fact it, it brings the taste out. Like be. any good seasoning, yes. which is... Would you describe it as a seasoning? Um, I think it's more like a healthy seasoning, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. And um, Because I think the second time we came to visit you... Yeah. Um, um, Dr. Nogyan was with us and we did this experiment where we split our ingredients in little pots. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we asked, um, we asked Bobby if she could smell or taste. Yeah. And while Dr. Nogyan was doing that with you, I was coming up with a recipe where I was making you a fresh tomato soup, oh, yes. a chilli sauce, and we did toast with um, miso butter. So we, we basically used our yes. seasoning in the tomato soup we made for you Uh, we made a chili sauce because i know you said you could taste chili so we wanted it to be healthy because what the research did tell us was that most people who lost this taste of smell they could taste salt but they were eating a lot of salt in their food yes and they became malnourished so that's why we thought okay with this umami seasoning not only is it good for you but it also reduces your salt by 50%. Yeah, yeah. And the idea was that, okay, we need to come up with some good recipes. And that's what we did. Yeah. And thankfully, when I made the tomato soup, and we did some toast with some toasted sesame seeds yes. with me. So I mixed my seasoning with some butter. Yeah. And we spread that over your bread. Yeah. And, you, you know, you could tell it me did, if you enjoyed I, it. <laughs> see, at the end of it, I would say I didn't really taste anything. I mean, there was nothing... I didn't taste tomato, I didn't taste anything. But it just was more satisfying in my right. mouth. It's so you enjoyed it more? I enjoyed it more. What does it yeah. look like, this seasoning? There it is. <laughs> Let me describe it to our listener. Oh, probably the grubby pot, because I'm always reaching for it. <laughs> OK, so it is a kind of... Well, I mean, it looks like finely ground black pepper... Um, so what we've got in there is miso. So um, we dehydrate miso, um, so we keep the live cultures, the good bacteria. So it's all about the gut. So it's about the gut, really. And in there we've also got kombu, the orange seaweed, which really helps to cleanse your back of your throat mm. and hopefully secrete some kind of saliva that makes you want to eat. Definitely 
does increase saliva. Yes, that's so that's so. So, yeah. for example, in Japan, um, and I read this study again. It was quite interesting. Where you know doctors, when they get patients in and they have a dry mouth, they actually make them drink kombu water to help secrete the saliva in the back of the throat. And that's what we needed Bobby to do. Yeah. Because when she starts to secrete saliva, you can type thing it, you, it helps to eat. You don't get that dryness. You know, the, the, it. And of course, you, when you're in Japanese restaurants and cafes, there wouldn't be any salt on the table, there wouldn't be any pepper yeah. on the table. Because the seasoning is within the ingredients. Yes. And the ingredients are cooked with that seasoning, yes, yes. as opposed to pouring a load of stuff on top. Yes, yes. Now, tell me when you, you'd eaten the food that Callie had cooked yes. for you, and presumably you started thinking, there is light at the end of the tunnel, I, I might did, be able to... I didn't use that expression. You did indeed. Okay, good. So you were thinking now, maybe you could enjoy your food again... What about your sense of smell? Where are we with that now? No, it isn't great. It isn't great. I, as I say, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to summer because that's one of the big disappointments. Because you, the garden, you, I grow things for scent. <laughs> and you've got a beautiful garden. I can see out of your kitchen window there. There's all kinds of lovely it's plants a bit and shrubs. Right now, because I sort of went off gardening for a while. As right. Well. Um, I had a huge herb bed. There and I, it's all gone because I thought I'd never taste any again. So I what kind of herbs did you grow? I grew um, well, obviously the chives, the, the um, I, and the mint. No, the that mint, was you see. I could I I could, could tell. I I had a cup of mint tea. Yes. I, I went and picked some... What happened was I was tearing the mint out of the ground. No, it meant nothing to me because I can't smell, I can't taste all this. It's going. It's and going. mint is all about that fragrant smell, oh, that yes, hit yes. of... But you see, it was only when I went to pick up this parcel of things I pulled out and taken to put in a, a bag for the rubbish, and I suddenly thought, I've got a whiff of scent of mint there. i got a whiff of mint. And I quickly cut, pulled some of the leaves <laughs> out and I made a mint tea. I, I did crush them a bit, but I, I, and I... And I could... It was just little whiffs. It, it's almost like I get one smell. Mm. I get one whiff. And then if I try and breathe in and enjoy it a second time, it, it, that's, it's not there. But it's great because it's interesting the way that we have a memory of smell yeah. that means that if you just take a smell of mint or a taste of something on your tongue, the rest of the experience yes, is relying on that and very recent memory. That is part of the pain of losing your... Because when you know they're serving this, you, you're, you're expecting what the, your brain has on record there. And that... You know, that's an, it, 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 like it slaps you again. You know, it just tells you again, uh, more porridge, you know. Well, tell me, Callie, because obviously you and Bobby are working together on this and we're hopeful, aren't we, for the future that you are going to get back your taste and smell that you lost through this long COVID. And what's your next plans? Do you have dishes that you're going to tempt? Bobby with do you well, have we other... did. So um we started off with the tomato soup yeah. and the sesame toasted bread with the yeah. miso butter. So we used the Amami seasoning. 
And um, so the second time I came to visit you, we did salmon. So, um, yeah, so I used a seasoning with the olive oil, um, lemon, freshly squeezed lemon. Yes, so you got the sourness as nice. well. Thank you. Yeah, and we did um, crushed new potatoes. So what I did again, used my seasoning in the butter. We pour it over the, um, the crushed potatoes. And um, we sat there and we watched um, Bobby eat it and she was just so happy. We thought, okay, we've done it twice now, so hopefully we could get a hat trick. And we did. And yeah. the third time I came to visit you, we made, uh, I think it was um, blue cheese, yes. mac and cheese, didn't we? Mac and cheese with blue cheese. And uh, I remember Bobby sitting there, she was just enjoying it. Yeah. So we thought, okay, I think this could work. Yes, I cleared every plate. You did. I've got pictures. <laughs> well, this is really good news. So what, what are your favourite dishes? So if we think about before COVID, and obviously if we think about before your terrible loss of your husband, yeah. so prior to all of those life-changing experiences... What did you, apart from obviously your plantain, what did you like cooking and eating the most? What would you say was your favourite dish? Before? Yes. Um, we, well, I, I liked I liked chicken in almost any form. Sorry. Um, and, uh, They'd had a happy life, I know. <laughs> the, ch- the chickens I eat, I know their mother and father. And, but you know. we, 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 a lot of Ghanaian food we, we'd eat. Um, and uh, we think we call groundnut soup, which is basically like peanut butter turned into put, put into soup. I've had it once because somebody Ghanaian cooked it for me, yes. and it's nice and spicy, and it's yes, got a it delicious is. texture as well. That's right. It's 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 like velvet. Really yes. To eat. Um, uh, yes, and it's lots of things like that, and the fish, quite a bit of fish as well. Um, but I don't go for the red meats and things like that. But um, that's the sort of thing I would eat. And they take quite a bit of um, cooking, quite a bit of, you know... Preparation. And, of course, if, and I would find myself trying to cook these things, which I can do, but, you know, halfway through the process, you think, why am I reaching for that and reaching for this? But I'm not going to taste any of it. And I end up putting the chicken in the pan, a bit of peanut butter, a tin of tomatoes, you know, and things like that. I'm not even caring how I do it. Well, I see you've got a beautiful arga there, and that suggests to me that you have enjoyed doing slow-cooked yes. stews and casseroles yes. and braised dishes yes. and the like. Yes. So, obviously, Callie, your, I'm sure, um, project involves getting Bobby back to cooking the dishes that you mm. did enjoy mm-hmm. and that you used to enjoy eating family style as well mm-hmm. as eating for one. What's your next move? Well, um, we're going to continue with Bobby. Um, I'm going to type up the recipes um, and we want to work on cancer patients next, like a clin- clinical trial. So we have applied for a grant um, through the government. And this is, of course, your business. What's the name, by the way, of your business? Um, amazing. Okay, brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. Because <laughs> I also know you as uh, Callie's Kitchen, of course, because you've cooked some amazing dishes that I've had the pleasure of eating and tasting. So you're an all-rounder. I mean, you can do dinner parties, you can do, you can do festivals, food stalls, and now 
this is this. This is my baby. Your baby. Um, it's, and, it's where you find now you're really focused on. Because I always used to enjoy science when I was at school, but I tended to go towards the business side. Um, so lockdown really helped. And also being diagnosed, knowing that I had ADHD, I felt like, oh, I can do this. And I would study every day. And then when my mum was diagnosed with vascular dementia, um, I really got into science and um, I subscribed to the new scientists. I'd read every research out there. And then more and more became apparent about the gut and the brain. Your gut is the second brain. So that's why I wanted to develop a seasoning, which was about the gut, but also about the taste. It was so important. And I know that with most processed food that we get in the supermarkets, so much salt. And we need to stop. Salt and sugar combined. Sugar, absolutely. And we also know, like, you know, as you get older, we tend to lose some of our senses. So you tend to have more salt in your food. So for me, it was like coming up with a really healthy product that can be a universal product that you can use in everyday cooking. So where are we going to see this product? Do you have plans to market it through certain um, outlets? Will you sell it online? What's the next um, the next part is we're definitely going to start doing online selling, um, direct customers, because we know that it does it does have an effect with patients that are going through long COVID, but also cancer patients. But we want to do a clinical trial, so we want to get that funding from the government mm-hmm. in order to do this. Um, but I think it can go far. I hope so. Do, would you Would you have? I mean, we you know we'll have lots of people listening to us here. Would you be interested in doing some sort of focus group, some oh, kind absolutely. of market so if, research? Oh, without a doubt. So if anyone's interested, please get in touch. We'll um, have we, your website yeah. uh, on this podcast page. So. And we're also offering um, 25% discount to all Julie's listeners if they're interested, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> this sounds excellent. And tell me, um, Bobby... You know, when you get up in the morning, do you, are you tea or coffee in the morning? I've always been a cup of tea in the morning. Right, so... I you're... only have that one one a day now. Okay, so you have a cup of tea, yeah. and then what's your first meal of the day? Do you bother with breakfast? It, it'll be muesli or porridge. <laughs> porridge so... never disappoints you. <laughs> I agree. Are you salt or sweet, though? No. Oh, no salt. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I put a bit of that in, uh, on it. So you yeah. put some of this, yes, of Callie's yeah. magic, yeah. on your porridge. Yeah. See, this is excellent news, isn't it? Because you can actually have this seasoning, this product, with every meal of the day. Yes, you can, yes. So there's absolutely no excuse whatsoever for anybody listening to this to think to themselves... Well, I'm not really a savoury person or I don't really go for seasoning in my food anyway because, as you've said, Callie, this is a health benefit. It also enhances the flavour of the food you're eating as opposed to put something on top of it. For example, when you're eating some quite delicate Chinese food and it's, it's drowned in soy sauce... That's all you can taste often. Mm. So it's about balancing out those flavours so that you start to enjoy the actual food itself and not just what mm. seasoning That's you've right. piled on top yeah. of it. Because my recommendation is like, you know, how do I use this seasoning? Because it's something new, you know. And I will say, any recipe that you follow that says salt and pepper, you use that instead. Mm. It really is that simple. You can sprinkle it over your scrambled eggs. 
I you did it. Yeah. Oh, yes, we did scrambled eggs. Well, I, ha- I have an idea also. I mean, I'm not, I don't like strawberries because, so I'm 60 years old. So when I grew up and went strawberry picking, they tasted like strawberries. So the English strawberries that grew in my memory were sweet and the scent would linger all day. Mm on your hands where you'd gone, you know, sort of stealing, quite frankly, <laughs> as much as you could eat, as well as the the strawberries you were actually picking for the for the farmer. But what I do like with strawberries, even the mediocre ones now, is I like to put some black pepper on them and marinate them with black pepper and a little bit of lime juice. And they are divine. Mum, I'm thinking, Callie. Oh, I'm that thinking could potentially work, you the know, Julie. seasoning. I'm mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to get some strawberries, however out of season or pathetic looking they are. <laughs> Next time we talk, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened Please with do. that taste test. That's a great taste. <laughs> Thank you very much, both of you. We'll Thank put you. the details up of the product. We'll put the details of your website. And Bobby, I do hope we meet again and we can maybe share a bowl yeah. of porridge together yeah, sometime. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Julie. For me too. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you.